Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, welcome to Pastors Live. It is Monday, it's August 14th. It's also the Spirit of 45 Day. Did you guys know that there was a Spirit of 45 Day? I did not. Just recognizing the greatest generation, and we are so thankful for them. And uh, so just a, it's a kind of a fun day, so we mm-hmm. want to say, reach out and say thank you for that generation and all that you've done. Sorry, it just um, felt weird just... hearing that come out of your mouth. August 14th? Yes. It feels so, how? It just felt like, Christmas was just around the corner, and I, I, uh, are you talking about the fact that it's snowing in Idaho right now, or oh. are you talking about no, no, <laughs> no it's, I, it's not snowing in Idaho. We're just joking it around, might but be. yeah, somewhere it might be snowing. Uh, hey, by the way, if it's snowing where you live right now, hey, give us a let us know. Pastors yeah. Live at the Rev. FM. <laughs> no. We're curious. Does it snow where you live in August? Hey, Pastors Live at the Rev. FM. If you want to contact us, we've got some great guys in the studio today. We got Pastor Shane. Top of the morning. We to got you. Pastor Dave here God today. Bless you guys. And we've got the other guy. We've Hello. Got Pastor James is here today, and we also have the man, the myth, the legend. We've got Gary hey Austin, the voice of the valley. Hey, brought Gary. to you by uh, Greenhouse Coffee. Gary. And everything here today is brought to you by Greenhouse Coffee, 2299 East 17th Street. Go check them out if you live here in eastern Idaho. They also have a drive through if you're in a hurry. Yes. And uh, I love that drive through awesome. Bring a yeah, and Monthly bring a specials as well. Monthly special drinks. And they've yeah. got uh-huh. one called the Brecklin. Oh, yeah. And I oh, know yeah. the person who that was inspired by. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, is that Greenhouse coffee that you have right there um in in my heart yes uh-huh okay just, <laughs> I, just I have a, a regular monday meeting uh, a discipleship meeting that i have every monday at greenhouse yes sir i yep. try to hold mine there when i can yep. too i yeah. have some good, saturday morning counselings at, at greenhouse it's yeah. a great and, environment yeah, for office a, hanging out just just talking really to people about jesus you know i love that and so we encourage people go check it out and by the way let us know what your favorite coffee shop is and uh let us know at pastors live at the rev.fm wherever you live just let us know where that is and we've got some comments and questions that came in but we also have great bible readings we're in romans chapter 15 we're in proverbs 23 6 through 8 we're in psalm 42 and jeremiah 43 uh, as we're going through jeremiah and reading through the bible and guys we say this a lot reading through your bible is important is it not of course it is. You know, Psalm 42, I, I got to share from the pulpit here at Water Springs a few months back, and I felt compelled to share Psalm 42, which starts book two in the Psalms. And uh, I, I love the, the, the journey that the psalmist goes through, continually, you know, dealing with people asking, where's your God? Where's your God? And, you know, but he's, he's, he's seeking God, and, and God, God's there, of course. But um, there was a, a person who apparently was compelled to read through the Psalms, and this guy, you know, he, he, he's not a person who reads normally or actively in Scripture, but he, he read the entire book one and stopped at chapter 41, Saturday night. He comes to church Sunday morning, and I pick up Psalm 42 and start preaching out of it. So it was, it was really cool. Well, that is interesting, man. You know, God, God has a way of speaking to people and working those things out because he's sovereign, so that I love that. And I know my Calvinist was showing there a little bit. but uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, and that's the beauty of going through the Word of God yeah. because there are always these little hidden treasures. Did you guys hear about this or read? read about this couple in Ohio 
they bought a vintage home and they're thinking this is going to be our forever home and so we're going to just you know uh fix it up for ourselves and they went down into the basement they decided to begin their renovations down in the basement and as they were breaking through a wall, uh, the, the, the dad, the husband says, there's something lodged into this wall. And they apparently found millions of dollars in cash what? hidden Whoa. in the wall of the basement. And the FBI has now uh, converged on this home. Uh, they, they've got stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of uh, $20 bills and the FBI is now investigating and so you know hey um, when it, you find millions of dollars in a wall that you're remodeling don't post it online <laughs> but it, that's the lesson will go right but there that's the that's lesson that's the lesson you should poke around in the Bible and don't just read your favorite book read the entire Bible because you just never know what might be lodged into one of those chapters and the Holy Spirit will say that's what I've been waiting for you to discover and um, that is the greatest salted peanut yeah. To this well, day, well, I, I, I'm sorry. That I, was great. Man. I must have just totally missed the lesson. I thought the lesson was don't post that you found millions of dollars in your stuff online. Sometimes there's two lessons. Ty. Sometimes, <laughs> there's, sometimes there's two lessons. Yeah, but no. Dave's got a good point. We yeah. want because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We want to be looking in the word, and a lot of times I think people don't realize how important it is to read their Bibles. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. They were talking about, well, why would I go to church and just sit there and be bored for 45 minutes to an hour? And I said, well, first of all, if you're going to church and you're bored, something's wrong, uh, either with your heart or with what's happening around you. And it's usually that's a that's a heart issue, right? Because the Word of God is exciting. Worship is exciting. And it's an engagement issue. But I think the other side of it is this, is to say, um, you know what? You need to have that devotion time. We were actually just talking about that um, as a part of our admin team was actually just talking about um, devotion times, uh, like our team and doing devotions. And like for us, we assume that everybody on a church staff is 100% in the Word of God. I mean, Shane, you would assume that, right? Uh, he's been here too long. <laughs> right here, but yeah, you you want to believe the best in people. That's, that's how... That's how I would put it. Right, I yeah. try not to assume right. too much, but you want to hope that right, yeah, the church staff would yeah, be. Yeah, and, in their and by the way, if you work at a church, I don't, I don't care if you're a, a partner, uh, a volunteer, or yeah. you're a janitor or your worship leader. If you don't have personal devotion time, something's not right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and by the way, if you're a pastor and you don't have personal devotion time, and if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm teaching, I'm teaching three studies a week. That's my devotion time is when I study. That's not healthy. Um, I, I, I just look. I, I have to have devotion space. That is not my study time for the church. But I, here's a I, fascinating thing, though, Pastor Ty. Um, in May of 2022, there was a nationwide survey uh, poll by George Barna uh, in conjunction with uh, it Arizona Christian University, mm. where they discovered that. Thirty-seven percent of evangelical Christian pastors in America hold a Christian worldview. Sixty-two percent hold a syncretic worldview, which means they uh, integrate other worldviews into their biblical worldview. And that that if that doesn't frighten the snot out of you, something's wrong. When so when just less think about that. That's two out of three churches, two out of three pulpits. Yep. 
pastors are not holding a strict biblical worldview. So, and so would it be any um, surprise to find that people who hold those views, that you can integrate other worldviews into, into a biblical worldview, um, that they don't have time or don't take time to have personal devotional time in the Word of God. One pastor that I met with uh, on a couple of occasions in uh, Nebraska, unfortunately, one of the largest Christian churches in Nebraska, and he spent months opening their Sunday morning um, televised services with a reading from the Quran. And that's pulling different worldviews in. And uh, unbelievable. To be and so, you know, and when I asked him, so, well, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you justify that with John 14, 6? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And his answer shocked me. He said, well, Jesus didn't mean that he was the way. He meant that his lifestyle was the way, and his lifestyle was the way of love. So we just have to be loving. And so the Quran, uh, New Age, shamanism, whatever, just whatever helps people to love. Whatever see, tickles as, their ear. Go ahead. Yeah. That's a heartbreak. Well, I was going to well, say, what we struggle against already as people who have a biblical worldview yeah. is that we're still fighting against other things like our upbringing, the culture that you know we grew up in, uh, nationalism. There's our all flesh. kinds of other things. Our flesh, sinful flesh, that compete with the way that we interpret Scripture. So we have to try to remove all that already to get to the, the core message in context. But if you start opening that doorway, you, there's no holds barred. You, you can't do that. It's a Pandora's yeah. box. Right. Well, right. And, and that's what's hard because I, you know that for me, I do believe that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And it's very, very clear. That's what the Scripture says. Our, and it's internal and external. So therefore, how we love one another is part of our witness. And we are to love God, love others, and love the world. However, the moment we start saying, like Dave says, like he was saying, well, all people need is love, right? So all we need is a little bit more love, a little bit more tolerance, a little bit more acceptance. That's not what the Bible teaches because the Bible encourages us when we talk about pastors and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets, when we talk about those gifts that Jesus gave to the church, that therefore the growing up and the, the building of the body of Christ to speak truth in love, according to Ephesians 4.15. So we we speak truth. Now that means we say what is right and what is wrong, how to get right and how to stay right. And that really leads us to Timothy where the word of God is profitable. And the word of God is, it is God-breathed and it's profitable. And for a pastor or even a person who says they're a Christian, to not have personal devotion time outside of church, that's a that's kind of that's that's really messed up. And so some people think, well, I go to church for an hour, so I'm good. And then other people are like, well, but I'm in the Bible by myself throughout the week, so I don't need to go to church. You can't. The, the, they go together. You it's not one or the other. It's both and. There's no such thing as spiritual intermittent fasting. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, and it's important to we we talk about love a lot, and the English language is very vague when it comes to the word love. And oh, yeah. in this yeah. context of well, we just need to love people, and we need to show them love. What determines what love is? Do you? 
Is it by your own standard? Is it by your own understanding? We have to come to the 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 end of that conversation is God has to determine what love is yeah, because what God James was saying right, right. the word has to be your right. final authority right. not just society or right. anything else right yeah. absolutely so to say well man Jesus was talking about his lifestyle you know, <laughs> what it's well, no, no he's he not says, he's talking about I the living word the way right well i asked you know, i asked this pastor so well how what do you think he meant at the very end of that then when he said no man comes to the father but by me i mean that sounds pretty exclusive and he he blew me off yeah I mean, he literally there's blew no me answer off. yeah well, and, so, I, and i and i love that idea when we talk about that that the issue is is um you know yeah it's exclusive but it's also clear so it's like if I'm like Dave, if I'm telling you how to get to my house, I'm going to give you clear directions, but I'm not going to give you vague directions. So the father says, "Hey, I'm going to send my son to give you directions to my house. So you got to go exactly how I tell you how to get to my house if you want to get to my house. If you if you go another way, you're not going to get to my house." People get so tied up in knots about the fact that Jesus says, "I'm the way to get to the house, the father's house." And this is how you get there. And people are like, well, I'm going to go another way. They'll all lead there eventually. That it's not. That's not how that works. It, 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 there's, Even you, if you you're know. sincere, and yes, yeah. your sincerity doesn't lost. fix it. You're, yeah, you yeah. can be sincerely lost. And did you know that you can be unsaved and go to church? Oh, 100 percent. I I think that because 100. I, I, because there's people who go to church that aren't Christians, and they're not. They're just not followers of Jesus. They and just they get goals. shocked when they hear that. Oh, they get offended when they hear that. I met a guy yesterday who was retired from the fire department here locally, and uh, he came up to our house to make a little purchase. We're selling some stuff off. And he said, yeah, right there in Black's Canyon, there's a a point where you can cross over from this direction to this direction and and the roads meet. And you can come up a road this way, but if you keep going, there's a sheer drop-off. He said, we've rescued people from that drop-off, motorcycle, vehicle. And so from that point, you can kind of see where my house is in a sense, but that is not the way to my house. It leads to destruction. You've got to follow the correct path around. Otherwise, you know, but here's the other thing. I I heard this once. there's a misconception. You know, scripture says God is love, but scripture does not say love is God. And our culture has made love God. And they define they make they make that God, that false God of love in right. their own image. It's because idolatry. they worship yeah. love. They it's worship idolatry. love yeah. and they define love by whatever ebb and flow of their emotions yes. are in the moment. Very well. God is unchanging. His love defines the way that we should pursue love. It does, like you said, and holiness and justice, holiness, and justice, yeah, righteousness, speaking, speaking the truth. John Lennon and Paul McCartney, man, those guys. I blame them. <laughs> if, if we are not, the reality is, if we are not covered, if we're not covered in the blood of Jesus, you're going, you're going to die. You're going to die, and beyond death, you're going to hell. And and that's a scary thought, right? I'm not saying you're all going to hell. No, I'm saying well, no, don't go to hell. Be covered in the blood. Here, here's yeah, something that, we can play that, that back for you. Yeah, yeah but we can just play that can back. You cue that up. He, he yeah, did yeah, say yeah, you're going to hell. Yeah, yeah, but like, here's something you don't normally <laughs> covered in the blood. Man. This isn't necessarily yeah, talked about a lot. Do you know that sending people to hell as a consequence for their decisions is an act of love? Yes. It is an act of love by a God who wants to give you the desires of your heart. Good choice. Because if you live your life consciously rejecting his offer of reconciliation, no, I don't want anything to do with you, God. No, I don't want Jesus. What kind of cruel God would it be if he dragged you into eternity with him? He wants to give you the desires of your heart. And if you choose to not have him 
He will give you that. Well, that's back to that conversation we were having the other day, right? All of us are made in the image of God. There's a great privilege and a great responsibility that comes with that. That great privilege is that you have free will. The responsibility that comes with that is you have free will. And it's the whole conversation again about Moses and Pharaoh coming out of the same lump. And the, the Calvinist says, God chose Moses and he chose Pharaoh to, you know, to destroy him. No, he created Moses and Pharaoh, but he gave them both what they wanted. Moses wanted a soft heart toward God. Pharaoh wanted to be hardened toward God. They both got what they wanted. Yeah, and Dave, could you explain to the listeners what you mean when you say they, they're created from the same lump? Because uh, I know, because I can interpret that in my head, but what do you mean by that so people understand well, so by that? So God reaches into time and space, and he creates man, right? And so uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, everything God created, he spoke into existence except for one creation. Man. Man. Yeah. Man, God reaches down into the dust of the earth and forms him out of a pre-existing material and creates him and breathes into him the breath of life and says for the first time, it is very good. Everything else was good. Yes. When he created man, he said it was very good, but it wasn't good that man was alone. So God reaches into this lump, into the clay of the earth, and forms man. Moses and Pharaoh both, um, they're, they're created beings, yes, but God did not create one over here. Here's the good lump over here. This, this is the, this, These are the people I choose to have eternal life and fellowship with me for eternity. Oh, over here, uh, I, I, I reserve this lump of clay for the people. I just, I just don't lie. I've decided ahead of time I don't lie. I'm going to burn them in hell. Now, there nope. are. Nope. They came out of the same. Uh, lump, so to speak, or out of the same clay. Man is, we're, we all have this in common, right? Right. Cut from the and same cloth, so to speak. We, yeah, yeah, there you go. Cut, There's another way of saying it. Cut from the same cloth is right? a good way to say because, that. Because yeah. we're all human. And we all are image bearers of God. Every man, woman, boy, and girl uh, ever in existence, we all are image bearers of God. And as such, we have free will. God, so, God allows us to choose. Yes. And and what it's and interesting. If you want to be hardened, he'll yeah. let you be hardened. Right, but he he allows us to choose. And what you were talking about when it says that, well, God chose some for, for just destruction, Ugh. that's what's known in, in, in a Calvinist circle as, as double, double predestination. Yeah. In other words, he made some to be saved and some to be destroyed. We don't hold that position, right. and we hold the position that God so loved the world in his character that he gave his only begotten son to redeem all of humanity. Um, and that means every one of his image bearers because there's, he loves yeah. his image there's bearers. There's that one yes, pesky yes. little verse that says God's not willing that any, any should right. perish, yeah. but that all should come. Right, and I, I think that's where you start getting into, you know, you start talking about integrated biblical theology, which is what, you know, when you say, I want to take, I'm going to take all of the scripture and I'm going to come to my conclusion with the fewest amount of problems. So like, I, you know, so like I'm going to have, I might have one verse that doesn't fully fit into my view, but I have enough other biblical evidence that I have to hold, I have to realize that. But there are also times when a very specific verse can can trump an ideal or a thought, where it's like, well, I think this, but then, but God doesn't desire any to perish. If he doesn't desire any to perish, why would he, why would he create his own creation 
to perish. But, you know, and so you, you have to really take, and this is that we were talking about, right? Digging in, getting those nuggets, getting into the word of God right. and really learning the Bible. This is something that we have to be doing as, as Christians individually and, and as, as pastors and teachers. Absolutely. And it's okay if we don't all dot our I's and cross our T's exactly right. the same. Right. I mean, I've yeah. got commentaries on my shelf from guys that I totally respect, but I'm like, ooh, that guy's a hardcore reformed or Calvinist or yeah. Armin, whatever. Or yeah, a yeah, cessationist yeah. or whatever, I, I, yeah. I may not yeah. agree on every little yacht and tittle, but when it comes down to the, the fundamentals, the basics yeah. of our faith, man, that God created man, that man fell, and then God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ to redeem us. I mean, that's... That's, that's the, the yeah. basic Christian yeah, yeah, worldview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so here's the other thing. You were talking about, you know, being bored in church or whatever. If you just listen to this whole episode and you're falling asleep, I don't I don't know what to say. We can mail you the candy here in the studio or something. <sighs> so but it's the same sorry. thing that I tell the kids. Dude, if church is boring, you're boring, man. <laughs> but this no church, church is boring, these kinds of conversations, yeah, I love these conversations. They get me just like energized. I want, I want to talk about the truth. I want to get to the bottom of it, you know, and I well, want to share yeah. that with other people. Someone asked Keith Green one time, said, will heaven be boring and he said are you bored in church are you bored during worship and they said well kind of he said then yes heaven will be boring <laughs> yeah heaven's gonna be boring for you hey that's and awesome. with that guys that's a great place to leave the program we're out of time for today hey you're loved your family we've got some comments and questions we're gonna get to first thing tomorrow it's pastors live at the rev.fm we'd love to hear from you the potato heads say goodbye you're loved your family god bless you Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.